0: Welcome to Dramas with the Sight of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm K-Muse.
1: And I'm
2: K-Drama Jen. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And we have a brand new perk for those of you joining our kimchi VIPs. We now have a Discord server where we're having so much fun chatting about all the latest Chinese, Japanese, Korean movies, dramas, so much stuff. So if you want to talk with all of us daily, then come join us on Patreon. And you can find that link in our show notes. And that's just been so much fun. I have really enjoyed getting to know our
1: listeners and being able to jump in and talk about dramas pretty much at any point in time in the day. So thank you for everyone who's joined us so far. We look forward to welcoming more.
0: We are. Our first drama.
2: <laughs> this is like such a huge... Okay, it's like deep breaths. Like I was doing yeah. the outline and it was like such a huge endeavor last <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> the first drama that we are going to give a first impression of is called Rattan. And the synopsis makes it sound a little crazy. So let me just see, try well, um, plant alien hybrids are not it, exactly <laughs> right. So, so basically many years ago, there was a plant alien hybrid named Sitang who was hunted down by they're calling them a Xuanmen hunter. She was chased all across Shanghai and Sitang kept fleeing for her life, but the hunter just kept chasing after her. Um, and so, basically, the hunter then kills Sitang and has her remains buried at the base of a, of a great cliff. And so, the plan is she would have to kind of stay there for all of eternity. But a young architect by the name of Qinfang sort of resurrects her. So, this young architect, Qinfang, is played by uh, Zhang Binbin, who... I'm happy to see on my screen, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so, so Sitong finds herself in a strange new world. She has kind of fragmented memories, and she insists that Xin Feng help her regain those memories. So, at the same time, he's sort of helping her understand life in the modern age. So that is our um, synopsis of Ritan. <laughs>
0: So the first question, why did we start this drama? And with this one in almost all Chinese dramas, it's the same for me of, of peer pressure. I don't remember <laughs> who put this in the, the thread, but the talking, it might've even been our discord that, that was the peer pressure this time instead of, uh, our kimchi group. But the, the scenery and the city, like how beautiful the village and all that kind of stuff was, was what everybody was talking about. So I had to try it. So that's why I started.
2: It was our Discord because I remember <laughs> thinking, I've never even heard of this drama. And they're like throwing up video or pictures of how pretty it is. And so I was like, oh, well, of course I'll start. But I can foresee that we're going to be like, pl- like it's going to be so hard to not start new dramas oh, yeah. <laughs> now that we have a lot more people trying to like influence our taste. Peer mm-hmm. pressure just mm-hmm. gone to the next level. It has. So. Oh, same for me. It was the Discord channel and it was
1: absolutely the pictures of the scenery because it's gorgeous. It I've never seen a Chinese drama that is set here. Just oh my gosh, gorgeous. So I didn't even know what it was about, but I was yeah. okay. I'm in.
2: <laughs> and talking about the pictures. It's always I know we do this every time, but this time it would literally be a tragedy to not talk about the cinematography. And I more specifically say the location director Mm -hmm. because the cinematography and spots is like, "Eh, it's okay. But so many of the locations they're at are gorgeous or so pleasing to the eye. Of course you have the outdoors thing, but even the indoors, like I was thinking when they're at the movie theater and it's that really cool theater with all the wood benches and stuff going down. It was a very Mm -hmm. interesting visual. Or like the um, little, what would you, like the youth hostel
0: kind mm. of thing,
2: which was really cool where they go in and there's like the community hotted pot where they drink the hot water or tea or whatever it is. And so there's a lot of really cool, visually neat locations that they use. Yes, I
1: have to say, um, mm, so be- so beautiful. Um So the setting is, it's filmed in Yunnan province and um, which if people are not familiar with that, it's a, it's a section um, of the country that we don't always get to see. So it just so beautiful. Like it's a mountainous area. It's has, I mean, this beautiful
2: water and beautiful mountains and just. Well, and the road is like literally in the middle of the water it almost looks like it's been green screened Mm. like if you had told me that was just green screen I would have been like oh that makes sense but it's real which is insane
1: Mm. yeah it's it's really amazing so and they're capturing it so beautifully too so I don't know about you but I'm like oh my gosh I want to I want to go there it's so pretty so so pretty that's, anyway,
0: that's what I said the other day. I'm like, I just want to like take a month off and just stay there. It's, it's more of a rural setting to where you would literally, you would just go in like a little cabin and you might go and look at the goats and like <laughs> you know, go to the river and do some fishing. It looks really relaxing and kind of isolated. So that's kind of good for stuff right now <laughs> like
2: if people were talking about nature refreshing the soul mm, like this is mm-hmm. the kind of place that I would envision yeah so
0: mm-hmm.
2: beautiful absolutely okay so
1: on a scale of one to ten talking about our swoon scale mm. of one to ten
2: <laughs> it's how, a new thing it's now our thing it's
1: a thing how swoony is this otp
0: no i've only watched two episodes so i am firmly in the like you are my servant and you'll do anything that i have to do and she, he still quite hasn't it hasn't clicked that it's like if you leave her you're 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 a ghost so like right he's right. kind of there he's almost to the point where he's realizing like he has to depend on her for life but yeah, I don't I don't see any any chemistry quite yet. Like they're still but it's again, it's very early. They're both very uh, pretty to look at. So that's <laughs> that's, that's what I can so say. True. <laughs>
2: and I think I'm a little ahead of you. I think I'm on episode five. Mm. And so they have had a little bit more connection and time to get used to each other. I would say they're definitely not at. Like, oh my gosh, I need to watch them as an OTP. So I'd say maybe like 5.5 with room to grow once they actually become a couple. Because he's just learning that his girlfriend that he brought there doesn't really exist. Like, well, she exists, but she's not who she said she was. Mm. And so, uh, you know, he's just coming out of a relationship. She's just woken up from the dead. He's now dead. And a walking corpse more or less. So I mean they have they have room to grow with the romance. Let's just say that. You know, that can
1: sometimes put a hamper on your romance when you're dead and you know you've re- another one's recently woken up from yeah. the dead.
2: Yeah. I mean it was so funny because like they impelled
0: him. They did, yeah. they did.
2: Like full on yeah. impelled. There was no
0: maybe he's only mostly dead. He yeah, was a dead. corpse. Yeah. So speaking of him in particular, what is our favorite and least favorite aspect of this drama? And I would say my favorite aspect because I've only watched the two episodes is uh the two of them. They're both pretty and <laughs> the place is pretty. Yeah, that's about all I have to say. About the I don't my least favorite aspect is the goons, like the guys that kidnapped his girlfriend. I just yeah. they're Maybe they won't be one note the whole time Or maybe they're supposed to be one note But they definitely well, feel
2: very They're still pretty one note at this point
1: okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I love Zhang Bin Bin So I'm going to watch because he's beautiful And so is she I mean they're mm-hmm. both just lovely But the, I don't know In my head I think because I haven't been able to travel Just watching this Is filling my soul Of like you know Feeling like I'm there And in my head, I'm dream traveling and and saying and planning, you know, like, well, maybe when I can get on a plane again, maybe I could go there. Um, So that definitely, it feels like a travelogue or something in my head because it's just gorgeous. So that's my favorite part. My least favorite part, again, I have to agree, it's the, that just sort of single look at our villains that are they just, I don't really understand them. They just seem just, I don't know, like like you said, goons. So,
2: eh, not so impressed with them. So I think we've shared our first impressions, yeah. but will we be continuing with this drama? For me, I think I'm possibly going to put it on hold for right now. I'm watching a whole lot of Korean, or Korean and Chinese dramas right now. And a lot of uh, Indian movies. There's a lot going on. And so I think this is going to be a maybe for me because the next two dramas that we talk are definitely higher on my list of priorities. So, that's where I am on this. Yeah, I'm
1: enjoying um, you know, I like I said I love the the scenery. I I want to get in a little into it a little more before I make a true decision, but I also have a lot going on right now, so I may put it on hold until um I have a spring break coming up, so maybe I'll be able to have a little more time to delve in a little bit. But of the Chinese dramas I'm watching, as far as the plot and like sucking me in, this is not the the top one that I'm waiting for each week. So, so I guess yes, I'll also probably put it on hold. But I'm I, I do want to
0: watch it. So the fact that I am participating in this podcast is pretty surprising to begin with <laughs> <laughs> and being able to like not say, oh, I fin- I stopped watching that. I'm not watching that. I'm not being completely invested in the ones we're talking about. So, um, but this one I probably will put on hold. And then I have a feeling they seem like the most, one of the most potentials for a steamy kind of otp Mm -hmm. chemistry and so if that comes about and you guys are like oh no you need to watch then i'll then i'll pick it back up but for right now i'm gonna put it on hold and we can always be
1: checking in with any of our friends on discord because i'm sure they're gonna continue to feed us screenshots and you know like oh you have to watch yeah
0: exactly exactly so this next drama is probably the most surprising that one. I'm assigned the uh, description because <laughs> that I'm even watching, or that I'm I've watched the most episodes out of everybody <laughs> recording. Yes. So the sword and the uh, is it brocade? Bro- yeah, yeah. Bro- brocade, brocade, okay. brocade. Yeah. Yeah. It was- so right. the synopsis <laughs> is set during the Ming Dynasty, and the story revolves around a romance between a uh, general. And I don't participate in the Chinese ones very often, so I don't practice saying <laughs> the people's names very much. But Zhuling Yi and the concubine's daughter, Shi Yi and Nyang, I, sorry, they don't say her last name very often. So, a lot of times for me to get things, I have to hear them repeating the names quite often. But so they they start, it starts out from an arranged marriage. And the part that's the most surprising is he already has concubines so this is a concubine poli- political but it's different type <laughs> romance and I'm usually running in the complete opposite direction from those but despite being born with low status she is extremely assertive and believes that a woman's vision should not be limited to the household and that the the brocade part of it is her she does that that's her like she almost as a profession in some ways, which is not very, um, common. I think in these, she's the wife of a general, you know, that kind of thing. So that she's very independent in that way. Um, so it does make it a little bit different, but yes. So that's the synopsis, which would not have gotten me to watch at all.
2: (laughs) So why did we start this drama? Um, this is actually has been on my, um, to watch list for a while. I'm a big fan of harem dramas to begin with. I like all of the look at a different level of power that women go through. And, you know, there's it's definitely a different visual and power structure that we don't often get to watch. And so I've always really enjoyed those. So this was definitely on my list to watch from the get go. So for me, I also like the.
1: I tend to like the same kinds of dramas that KMU's likes. But I have to say that when I heard that Drama Geek was, like, <laughs> binging this, I was like, how can I not watch it? Because there has to be something. And um, it really reminds me of the story of Minglan, which was also, a, there was sort of a harem drama component to it. But it was taking place, you know, not at the king level or the prince level or whatever and so and I think that you know you you get a different glimpse into what it was like um and I just almost more of a it's almost like a slice of life but within the the world of the harem at and not at the top level like this is you know in the general's household Mm -hmm. so um so I find that really fascinating um, but really, yeah, the main reason I started it is because I heard that Drama Geek was watching. It. I was
0: like, oh my gosh, I really have to check this out. So why did I start watching it? Yeah, um, why? It was a combination of both Discord. It, 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 it really, I think it's, lately I've really liked watching things with that other people are watching. Like I need that, I, it's part of like, there's three people in my life that I talk to in person most of the time. Uh-huh. and, and there're not too many other people I'm talking to and so you know that that part of the component of watching something that everybody else is watching is really driving me a lot lately and everybody was you know talking about the watching it but I really like the lead actress I've seen her in quite a few things I she they she usually does her own uh voice uh acting for the for these they win the dubbing and she does her own and I just I really like her she's spunky and this is the best role I've seen her in so far it's also the most the biggest budget drama that I've seen her in so far a lot of the other stuff she's been in has been a little bit um lower stuff so I was willing to give it a try tried it for a little bit dropped it because I was just like no I can't do this I can't do it because they (laughs) work together for the first like eight episodes they get they finally get married I think at episode eight, and then after that, but somebody on Twitter had posted a picture of the two of them and his son, and it's her nephew, because he's originally married to her older sister, and so they're in bed being all family canoodling, cuddling, and it was just the cutest thing ever, so I was like, okay, okay, I have to give this another try, and so that's that's what hooked me. I got back into it, and binged a ton of episodes on a day that I wasn't feeling good. So (laughs) now I'm on like episode 28 or 29, something like that. Okay. So
1: let's talk about our leading man. Uh, Shuling Yi is a more kind of stoic leading man than we're used to. Have we warmed up to him as the leading man? What's working for us? And is anything not working? So as I said, I'm, um, I think I'm on episode six. And so they're not, at this stage, you know, it's a first impression. So at this stage, they actually haven't gotten married. Uh, It's the, his first wife is, has just passed away. So I like his kind of demeanor and style. And as I had said before, it's really reminding me of the lead male in um, Story of Minglan, who also sort of had that more quiet, sense and especially in the beginning I think that he's a sincere and good person and so I think they're going to connect and so I'm really looking forward to that the potential is definitely there that's what's working for me how about you drama
0: geek so because I'm so far up there I I will say that it does definitely take until she's in the house and some of the things that happen after they're married to see hit that he's going to be on her side. Like that's my biggest thing about concubines and harems and mothers who are super influential is like I like having the guy who's easily swayed by his mother or these other women that are in the household or any of that like I can't handle it's constantly the woman is in trouble and everybody thinks she's a bad person and that she's have to constantly fight that and but he does it for me And like, I just, I love him. And again, it takes a while. He's, he's very quiet. He's even as a father and stuff, you're like, okay, come on, like lay off the kid a little bit and everything. But he definitely just slowly starts showing his true nature and, you know, up until that point, even though he's had a wife that he cherished that he took care of and everything and concubines, he's not truly loved someone and until her. So he starts coming out of his shell and they even show back of like how he kind of became this more quiet, stoic, you know, not laughing with his brother or not having a relationship with them. So he's doing it for me. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when we
2: started this, I um, was to drama geek. I'm like, okay, Wallace Chung is the leading man. He grows on you. (laughs) Because a lot of times in his dramas, he's just not that visual that you get in a lot of Chinese dramas. You know, he's kind of different. He's very, like, he has, like, angry eyebrows all the time. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He has a very, like, um, fierce face is a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. And... But definitely as all of his characters go on in the stories, you really start liking him and finding him attractive. He's kind of one of that person that just grows on you. Um, And this drama is no different. I do like that uh, we do get to see that there are lots of layers to his relationships with his concubines, with his mother, with his siblings, and just with pretty much everyone that he definitely keeps a part of himself separate Mm -hmm. and, And I like how we get to see why he is kind of anxious, you know, because you see people trying to mess with him a lot, like trying to trick him into doing things. Or it would be so tiring to have all of these women trying to screw with your mind and how you feel about people and other things. And so you kind of just see this weariness that he portrays on dealing with the women in his life. Um, so it's, it's a very interesting perspective, not only on the women that are living in this kind of situation, but also the man who has to deal with a lot of politicking in his own house. And if you're not a total perv it jerk, that would be very weary. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. you know, even with his first wife that you could tell that there was affection there Mm -hmm. but even she you know was playing politics was playing the game Mm -hmm. and he knew it and you could see that it upset him and so it was interesting it's an interesting look into a household Mm
0: -hmm. so how is she different than your usual leading lady in a harem drama and I'm gonna have to say that I don't really know because I don't watch them. But what makes her stand out among other badass heroines? And, you know, she's not going to go out there and fight somebody. She's she's just not going to pull a sword. And 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 she doesn't have any uh, ma- martial arts skills or anything. But she is smart. She's determined. And she has her own agenda. And it's not to win the favor of the man she's married. And that's part of what kept me going with her is you know things happen in the first couple of episodes where she's got this personal mystery to solve and that's part of why she ends up in the house the way that she does and her focus is on that and so it's not on oh I need to please this guy in order to survive and Unfortunately that's a very real aspect of of what these women lived through and everything but because that's not the focus I'm able to enjoy them slowly coming together depending on each other and everything and so her strength and her smarts like she thinks through and doesn't fall into traps she just allows the other people to fall into their own stupid traps and like she just kind of separates herself and she just does her own thing and I really enjoy watching her character solve the problems that are put before her and just keep moving forward in her own agenda but then slowly realizing hey wait a minute i might have feelings for him and that is also enjoyable to watch
2: i agree that uh she doesn't stoop to the level of a lot of the other women that are playing the games Mm -hmm. like she deals with the games as they come towards her but she does it in a very loyal and straightforward way that she's not out to like screw someone over Mm -hmm. you know she doesn't have any interest in like kicking out this concubine or putting down this concubine. She's not playing the game that all the rest of them are playing. And I love the ad addition of the kind of her mystery for she's going in and is looking for a killer. And that's like her main focus. And so I love that that's the focus and it's not just marrying someone or getting power. You know, she's really has an agenda. And it kind of reminds me of Yangtze us a little bit in that mm-hmm. aspect you know definitely not in the cutthroat concubine politicking because that show was cutthroat to the nth degree <laughs> however I like the addition of a mystery and more than who's going to get knocked up with the next air you know it's yeah it's good
1: I I agree I think that I also appreciate that she is just sort of playing defense with using her intelligence that as as the other ladies that surround her, starting with like her sister in the very beginning, like as they try to play games with her, she just learns how to sidestep. and, you know, and like you said, let them fall into their own trap. I appreciate that about her because she's, She's not cruel. She's not, um, you know, trying to harm anyone. She's just trying to survive. And as as we move forward, she's also trying to solve this, um, the mystery of her mother's death and various other things. So I like that she's smart and that she's multi-talented because she's an amazing, um, she has an amazing talent in embroidery. And uh, I like that that all
2: of these pieces kind of come together. So now for the super important question. (laughs) On a scale of one to ten swoons, how swoon-worthy is this? Give them a seven. Seven. Just because 23 episodes in, (laughs) they still have not made out. (laughs) Or had even, like, fake to black sex. And I'm sorry, that man totally likes her. And it it's so cute because he even was like, oh, it's my duty to make a move. So he went to make a move and it was so awkward. <laughs> they were just so awkward and cute together. And 23 episodes in and farther from what I hear, mm. he is still, you know, living the not congenial bliss life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, So for me, as I said, I'm still, this is a first impression,
2: by the way, so I'm still in the very (laughs)
1: beginning, except
2: for us that have seen 30 episodes and
1: binged this, like, crazy, like they were eating popcorn or something. Um, So for me, um, we haven't gotten there yet, so I don't have a number yet because they've had a few interactions, um, and there's so much potential, but mm, not yet for me.
0: So I have gotten to a kiss in the amount of episodes that I've watched, um, wasn't the most swoon worthy kiss, but I loved the way that it happened. And I loved the, um, what terms it kind of was on. Cause again, like this, it's very true of most modern day relationships, the, they're, Kissing and sex life is very much in her court. (laughs) She's the one in control. And so it's happening when she's okay with it. And I feel like, again, he's kind of fallen for her a lot faster than she did with him. But she, again, she's had her own agenda, her own, like, this is what I'm going to do, her own responsibilities and all of that. And I think that it's taken her longer to, to get to a point where he is. And so it is really slow. But I think the swoon-worthy moments are more of the him standing by her, or like again, I oh my window's broken, I have to go stay in her her house. He sleeps on the opposite bed, so it's not like it's like sexy times or anything. It's like he's on the other bed, and then, and then there is the one night that the kid comes and sleeps with them, and then you know. But it's slow. There's not a lot of steam, but he's they're so like. Faithful to each other and and do things together and work toward um, a common goal and don't fall for people's other things that that's part of what's unworthy for me. So I give it I give it an eight. I'll give it an eight um, or uh-huh. a seven with a potential of an eight. I think it's a seven with a potential of an eight because again they've only kissed the one time, so they have a potential of an eight. I don't think they're going to go any higher than that. I just don't think it's that kind of drama. Um, I do think that when there is a baby that is made as the heir, we will probably will not see much of it. (laughs) So, (laughs) but so I think it's a seven right now at the point I'm at with the potential of becoming an eight.
1: Okay. So this show is all about relationships and we don't have like the traditional action sequences that we have in other Chinese dramas, especially the ones that I tend to watch with all the sword fighting and so on but um, but there's a there's still a lot of fighting that happens it just happens to be you know the mental game rather than physical and how do we feel about that and for me um, I really love a good action scene but I have to say I've really enjoyed watching her outwit people and I I like characters that are smart and savvy and so I enjoy it
0: Surprisingly enough, (laughs) I am really enjoying, I don't, I don't feel like I miss, I I think it's because it focuses not just on the like backstabbing and like trying to take each other down. It does happen. I mean, there's, there's concubines and all that kind of stuff that feel... Uh, that they deserve things more than than the other person so that's happening but I feel like because it focuses in on certain relationships and like his child and building that relationship and different things that come about like the way that she brings people into her her own circle and everything that's what's uh interesting to me is that part that aspect of it is that the relationships and, and everything that's focused on
2: And I just really enjoying watching Shi Yi verbally like lamb blast someone, but it's kind of nice. (laughs) She sounds nice and polite, Uh but she's kind of like screw you kind of. There's this one scene where she's talking to the the main concubine who's like the antagonizer Mm -hmm. in her household. And she's talking about how, you know, this concubine's like this favorite flower of hers and pretty and you know, blooms at this time of the year, and then she says, well, my personal favorite flower is this other kind of flower, and it blooms in a different time of year, so as long as they don't meet, there's not going to be an issue. Kind of saying, you know, you stay with your issues, and I'll stay with my side of the household, and we're not going to have conflict, but of course, you know, the other lady doesn't quite understand <laughs> she's everything like,
0: looks at her maid and she's like what are we talking about I don't get it <laughs> yeah <funny>. yeah <laughs> but it was such a great metaphor and such a great put down
2: like you need to like you know deal with your own stuff and stay away and we'll be fine I'm liking it
0: yeah I, I would have to say at the beginning there was a lot of anytime he ended up in a room with the the more formal dress on I would fast forward those <laughs> anytime we it's talking like, about the sea pirates or whatever it is i'd be like password, forward password. Pass it's the most boring story
2: arc of the show it's like <laughs> it's... i don't
0: care about sea pirate i mean um... it comes back around eventually of like kind of fitting into some of the other stuff that's going on that affects the that's household dangerous. and stuff but at the beginning definitely it was just like i'm not interested in that
2: <laughs> are we going to be continuing with this drama And I'm a resounding yes. I'm 23 episodes in, loving it. I want to see where it goes.
1: I'm also a yes. I just started, you know, I'm like six episodes in. Um, I would have binged the daylights out of this if I'd had the time. um, Because totally love our leading lady. And I have, I can see all the potential. So yeah, I'm a yes.
0: I will definitely finish this drama. If only to see that they actually do have a marriage night. No, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I had to put that aside a long time ago. Of even caring about that, and I don't like. I, I, they, I, I love seeing them just as a couple and supporting each other. So yes, I will definitely continue.
2: Which brings us to our third drama, Word of Honor, which, <laughs> <laughs> once again, Discord groupies, <laughs> yes, definitely had. Like, I was going to watch it probably at some point anyway, but the Discord discussions definitely pushed that timeline up, and here we are. (laughs) So the synopsis is, oh, goodness. Again, remember, I suck at names. So Uh, Zishu is a disillusioned leader of a royal secret service. He takes drastic measures to leave his former life behind and wanders the pugilist world. He unexpectedly gets involved in a conspiracy after he steps in to save a young boy. He also meets the mysterious Wen Qi Jing from the Ghost Valley. They become parentheses soulmates <laughs> through a series of adventures involving a legendary treasure that is rumored to give its owner ultimate power over the pu- pugilist world. So, oh, the- yeah, here we go.
1: <laughs> so first question. Why did we start this drama? So, um, for me, this was definitely a peer pressure watch. Um, I believe K-Muse was the one who sent me the screenshots. And then I just, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in. So, um, I'm not as far in as as the two of them. So, um, I'm only into, I think it's up to episode four. I will say that I I'm glad I
0: started it. Um I think it was a combination of Discord and Twitter with this one cuz I think that I saw several people who um were watching it and posting stuff so I decided to try it out to see what it was like. So and this is definitely more along the lines of what I would like the fight fighting and all that kind of stuff that's usually what pulls me into a Chinese drama. So this is along the lines of more of what's easily to get me at least to try. So I, it didn't take much to jump in and watch.
2: Yeah. And for me, I believe I had seen rumors of this coming out. So I always meant to watch it. And then people in discord started talking about, Oh, it's out. These are, you know, this is happening. And it definitely was like, Oh, I should push play. So (laughs) You know, for obvious reasons. And it got a lot of buzz because a lot of the people that like Untamed, it has a very similar vibe. It's definitely from a um, BL, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Script? Like, not script, but a novel that's an adaptation. And so it's gotten a lot of buzz, especially by those that like Untamed. So there's been a lot of talk about it coming up. So.
0: Yeah, this is priest is the the novelist and has quite a few um adaptations that are coming out in 2021 2022 uh along those lines of course you just never know when when chinese drama is going to drop but that's this is um one of i guess the shorter uh books or novels or whatever so but so let's first talk about Shi shu Are we enjoying his character and he's the one and the the synopsis is very light on like, I mean, it says take drastic measures, but like, dude put like 10 nails in his body or whatever it was, (laughs) (laughs) like tortured himself and shortened his life in order to get out of this Royal secret service. So he, he was very determined to not do it anymore. Um, but ends up having to do very much a lot of the same stuff after he's wandering around and and stumbles upon his soulmate. So the positive and negatives to his character, I am enjoying his character. He's kind of grumpy. He wears a disguise for several episodes that it took me a little bit to get used to it. And then after his disguise is gone, it takes you a little bit to get used to after the disguise is gone. But he's definitely this grumpy old man type character of like, he's done it. He's seen it. And he just wants to pretend to drink wine all the time. Or maybe he is supposed to be drinking wine. And the actor is drinking wine. (laughs) He's a drunkard. (laughs) He's drinking wine. I don't know. His character is very enjoyable. And um, again, he's the more straight laced Uh, straight faced, you know, character during uh, a lot of the interactions between the two leads and everything. And, um, but I like, I I like his ethics trajectory. I I really, and and I like the way the other actor um, bounces off of him. I really like their interaction and their, um, I would say out of all the ones that we've watched, that we've talked about so far, they have that more, immediate on-screen chemistry that you just see right away there's no doubt you know no denying it even if the censors and the people who are putting the show out want to not (laughs) make make it real or whatever but yeah he's they his interaction with the other I like the the contrast
2: well and I really like his story arc it's interesting because as you go further he actually is Uh, has three years left to live because Mm. it clarifies that it's not just taking three years from your life. It's you can live for three years with the nails in your body and then you die. Mm. But the whole thing is he was so sickened with being an assassin for the king that he didn't want to kill people just because anymore. And so he's taking this way to get out of doing that because he's just done like he can't, he can't do this kind of thing for no reason anymore. And so he is going off to drink wine, enjoy the sunlight, and travel around until he dies. Mm. And then he meets his soulmate along the way and is brought back to, into, you know, interacting with the world kind of. And I really love that story arc that he was someone who was not doing anything, he was just getting through the day today today with no goals other than just living out the rest of his life in quietness. and so it's really interesting to see him brought back into interacting with people and brought back into caring about others. and so i really like that story arc.
1: yes, um he's a really interesting character especially because as we're first introduced to him, you know, we see some of these Basically, terrible things that he was forced to do in his role, and then we see him like basically torture himself, you know, in in penance and in as a way to be able to leave this secret sect and to watch to watch that happen, and then see him sort of wear a disguise so that he can travel around and um, I guess be a, a drunkard. <laughs> um
2: well, is, he does the disguise cuz the king that he worked for is determined to force him to come back. To come back and, exactly. Yes. So, so, he's doing that to avoid anyone that's trying to force him to not take the decision he made. So, Right. So, and by and by keeping himself in a state of
1: drunkenness, he also can in a way, at least, try to appear that he's just sort of, you know, harmless these days. So don't don't ask him to come back. But he is—he's a really intriguing character, especially um, once he meets the his soulmate, because um, the two of them connect, and you can feel it instantly. And we'll talk more about that in a
2: second. So uh, when key, how would you pronounce that, Wen Ke Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just call him when for most of the time in the, yeah. the well, captions. Well, and he
0: doesn't call the other guy by his name. He calls him Ajou, I think is what he calls him a lot. I don't know exactly what that yeah. literal translation is, but it's not his name because he gets a hidden identity kind of thing. So he... Yeah. So we're going to call him Wen, because I can say that. <laughs> or, or sexy fan guy. Sexy you know? fan He's
2: guy. Good. Oh, the fan. <laughs> like, I am, like, being triggered now. Anytime I see a fan, I'm like, oh, hot. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> or duck, because it might, like, slit your throat. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, fans are as sexy as abs almost now. <laughs> <laughs> so Wen is the smirking, sexy leader of the Ghost Valley, who also has a fan mm-hmm. that he fights with, mm-hmm. and it's really hot. And he is uh, Zishu's soulmate. Parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do we think about this character? Do we have any complaints? I for sure do not have any complaints. He's playing this character so well. Oh my goodness, the smirks. And later on, like I don't think Jen's quite there yet, but later on he has this layer to his personality that we discover where he has this extreme ruthless, almost kind of crazy streak. Mm. And it's so attractive to see him switch between the two. And yeah, like crazy has never looked so good. Like, well, maybe Park Bogum in uh, (laughs) that one show, which really reminds me of this, but crazy is hot. Wait, Park Bogum in Monster? Like, Yeah,
0: he he has that kind of
2: hello vibe. Yes.
0: And if you want cuz I've seen some of the like behind the scenes little it's not behind the scenes it's their TikTok stuff that they're putting out to kind of stir up more um anticipation and everything which it's very 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 popular on its own and they don't really need the TikTok videos but he really reminds me of Park Bogum. Like he just oh, yeah. the way like his he's just so cute and i don't know he just, his, his the actor himself like really reminds me of Bo gum in his little but then when film.
2: he chokes somebody it's really hot it okay wait <laughs> hold
1: up. so i am i'm too early into it to even when you say
2: he's the leader of the ghost valley is he yeah. the guy with the nuts yes <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy with the nuts and that's not a euphemism
0: <laughs> yes wow nobody of oh, course yeah. knows that it's 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 a uh he he's he's also going under a false identity and they both kind of know it when they meet each other that they're both pretending to be people that they're not but yes he is not when letting when anybody we ahead. find that out is it early enough um, in our first impression? Like maybe a, episode seven six-ish? no That's I think it's right seven or because I it might be the end of six or early seven because I think I'm on episode seven or eight Maybe nine. I don't know. I, cause yeah, cause there's, I think I was, I think I'm up 10, nine and it might've been 13 in a row and didn't sleep. Yeah. I I think it's, it's not on episode six. It's definitely, I think it's seven or eight is when you finally, um, see that. So, so when we say first impression, <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry. I, I mean, no, it I, says it something. in the synopsis that he's the like if the, the longer one, it does say that he's the leader of the Ghost Valley. So that is definitely not a spoiler. All right. So, but
2: he's the he's the he's the boy with the nuts. So, yeah um, and he's in charge of all the evil ghost people. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. that's and he, the, he's the head evil ghost person. Yeah, and he's hot, and. <laughs> This is... Oh, that makes it even more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's very... He's a wonderfully gray character. Because he... It's interesting because other than his obvious love for Zishu, he doesn't care when people get hurt. But he cares that Zishu is upset, so then it kind of gives him a glimmer of, you know, what's he going to decide. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Wow. So for me, um, I've only seen him as like the like fan guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't yeah. know that he's the the evil guy, um, but he is super adorable. Like he he just gazes at the uh, shoe and like and smiles and is just like in adoration. And there's a moment where he like reaches out to touch his face because uh, he's Because he can tell that he's wearing a a mask, Mm -hmm. Um, but he can't. He know he can tell that he's altered his appearance, but he can't like see how it's happening. Um, And they're they're just they're adorable. So he's just so smirky, and um, and now that I
2: know that he's also the really bad guy, like this is very intriguing. Like I definitely think for any. Um, listener that is watching the show go watch Avenue X's commentary over what the actual they're actually saying because they dub different words than what they're actually saying Mm -hmm. and it's an eye-opener on how much they're pushing the boundaries on this. Cause a lot of the times where they're talking about his expression, he's talking about how gorgeous he must be behind the mask and stuff like that, you know, oh, that's definitely that different context than what they say to cover it for the uh, sensors. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah. There's huh? one scene in particular where the, what he tells, uh, uh, what that he was thinking it's some weird thing about like I was thinking about my mom doing something whatever and that's what the dubbing says but in reality was saying I was thinking about our wedding night or something like that like it they really like really (laughs) like
2: like.
0: our wedding (laughs) he says it in a way that is and that's one thing that I feel as a a viewer who can't and who doesn't understand uh, Mandarin or, and, and able to know all of the different, um, poems or references and stuff. I do feel like you miss some of that. And when you listen to her explaining what they're saying instead, she does talk about, cause he uses some kind of like poem or something, but that's what it means is that, you know, talking about our wedding night and, and what would happen or something like that. <laughs> so,
1: I don't know what that is. Can we link that in the show notes because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not familiar it's with it. It's a
2: that. YouTuber who goes into depth on a lot of the Chinese oh. dramas.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: so, we will link that in the show notes and it's definitely enjoyable to watch that and kind of it I mean visually we're definitely getting the vibe, but that helps Oh, come if, on. He yeah. He talks a
0: lot talks about, a sword. about his
2: sword.
1: I mean, <laughs>
0: like
1: it, it's there there is like It's not even like we're pretending here. Like, it's so obvious, like, but um, interesting. So talking about that, let's talk a little bit about the source material and Chinese restrictions on the content and whether or not we're surprised at how far they've been able to push the censors. So I'm not familiar. I haven't watched that YouTube uh, video yet, but I think I will. But just even for me, there is no doubt that this is not just a bromance. Like this is, I mean, I watched Untamed and had a similar feeling, but this is like ten times that to me. Because, I mean, the the look of absolute adoration on the um, the sexy fanboys. <laughs> I can't think of what his name is but on his what face amazing. when he like when he meets him and he's just he's um, he's completely into him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that. Boy, I I'm really surprised that it's gotten through some of the censorship uh pieces.
0: Well, and that was some of her talking about like how far can they push it before they possibly get pulled and I think that they've gotten everything aired now so they're I don't I think that I they're going to they be okay. I think they have one more week. Okay. They have one more week in China. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised because again, even without knowing the other words that they're saying in when they were recording it or were the filming it, you you can tell. There's just no doubt about it. There's you know, there's no pretending that there's something else going on. Uh, they're the soulmates thing that because I mean they talk about soulmates, but they do it in a way that is like bro you know you could be my 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 bonded bro, blood brother or whatever you know kind of thing but with the actions and the way that especially the hot fan guy ghost valley uh what he the way he looks at him and yeah. later on the way that the the other guy looks back at him it's like no, there's there's no getting around it that's what's going on
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely pretty obvious um, I know that a lot of people online have been worried that China was going to pull this before it completely aired. Yeah. So there's definitely been lots of talk on, will it get all the way through? You know, Of course, it has to go through the, the vetting process to begin with. But a lot of times, especially with Untamed, there was a lot of talk about it after and problems with the actors, uh, with the government kind of. For having too many fans that were enjoying the the man-on-man romance.
0: Right.
2: You know, so there was a lot of um, problems with the Untamed post-drama. And so everyone's kind of like, we're really surprised this is airing. Because, you know, this isn't even at all hidden. There's no way you can't know what the subtext is. Right. And they're still getting it out. And people are kind of hoping, well, maybe this is a leniency now that's going to happen in the future everyone's kind of crossing their fingers because the government has been so adamantly no gay content for what five years now Mm -mm. five or six years has been really strong and so i don't know we'll have to see what happens in the future i'm just glad that the show is almost over so i don't have to worry about it getting pulled
0: on a scale of one to ten swoons how swoonworthy is this OTP and I think I already said out of all the couples that we're discussing they're definitely um the the most uh steamy I would say unfortunately we probably weren't I mean, not not probably but we won't get an actual completion of anything we won't get any kisses or anything but they don't need it like they they're they're definitely that 910 swoon worthy just by their eyes looking at each other so
2: I completely agree I would give this nine swoons just because like I love how the director because the director and uh, is supposedly really big fan of this the writer mm-hmm. and so um I don't know if it's a male or a female but they're trying to be really as on point to the script as they possibly can and stay within getting it allowed to be made and you can see it with the filming because even there are certain scenes where you'll see the backs of the two guys where if you didn't know you could think that maybe they're holding hands just the way that it's filmed Mm -hmm. and there's like a, a closeness that the director will do where you're not seeing actual physical contact but it implies almost and gives you that that physical vibe that they are not allowed to really do. Right. And so I'm I'm really enjoying how much of a couple they seem even though we don't see them do the full couple touch, you know, kissing stuff. So, uh yeah, definitely nine swoons. This is I mean, I I'm just in
1: the very beginning, but wow, they have chemistry. So, and it's it is it is swoony, like uh, every like the scenes where they are together. Yes, it's very swoony. So I would say um, I'm early. I'm still early, but I and I'm still early in all of the dramas. But this one is the most swoonworthy so far. And I'm not going to give it a number yet because you know we're. <laughs> he's just reached out and tried to touch his face, and and then they ended up like touching hands. And I mean, like it's
2: little things, but hmm. Um, well- I also like how focused they are on the couple's plot. Like, there's not a ton of surround story arcs. There's a few, but not to where it's all like, well, there's the main couple, and then there's 50 minutes of other stuff, you know? And I think that helps, too. Will we continue watching this drama? And mine is like, oh, yes. I, like, substock this show. I watched... 13 hours straight, like, no sleeping. I was up at 6 a.m. finishing episode 13. And then only slept because I needed to sleep before watching 14 and 15. Because I was really sleepy. (laughs) And I didn't want to, like, not enjoy it. So, I am so in. I'm definitely in as well.
1: I'm looking forward to... Oh, well... I'm looking forward to sharing some additional thoughts, um, coming up. So I'm definitely in.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, we are going to do a positive recap, which if, if you have not ever read our positive recaps on the blog, it means that no matter what's happening, even if we're frustrated with the plot, we have to talk about whatever's positive, and a lot of times that will be eyeliner, guyliner, abs, you know, hairstyles, whatever. <laughs> so as the the show progresses, you will only get um, fun, positive things from us from the show. So I'm looking forward to that. And yes, that means we are finishing it.
2: And I think we'll have started at least a couple of them before airing this. So I will put a link in the show notes. So you guys can find our positive recaps or go to kimchi.com and they'll be on our blog. So thank you for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links will be in our show notes.
0: We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you and talk to you so much faster than typing.